Exodus 33, verses 12 through 23. These are God's words. Moses said to Yahweh, I see you say to me, bring up this people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found grace in my sight. Now therefore I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, show me your way, show me now your way, that I may know you, and that I may find grace in your sight. And consider that this nation is your people. And he said, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. And he said to him, If your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. For how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight? Except you go with us, so we shall be separate, your people and I, from all the people who are upon the face of the earth. So Yahweh said to Moses, I will also do this thing that you have spoken for. You have found grace in my sight, and I know you by name. And he said, Please show me your glory. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you, and I will proclaim the name of Yahweh before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But he said, You cannot see my face, for no man shall see me and live. And Yahweh said, Here is a place by me, and you shall stand on the rock. So it shall be, while my glory passes by, that I will put you in the cleft of the rock, and will cover you with my hand, while I pass by. Then I will take away my hand, and you shall see my back, but my face shall not be seen. So for the reading of God's inspired and inerrant word, Well, the last thing we knew, Moses was going back and forth between the camp and uh, what had been his tent, but is now uh, serving as a tent of meeting, a tabernacle of meeting with the Lord. Joshua was staying there, though not um, uh, as far as we know, uh, entering, uh, but whether or not he did. It was specifically when Moses entered that the glory cloud would come down uh, and stand at the door. Uh, of the tabernacle. Uh, And the summary was that the Lord was speaking with Moses, not as he spoke with anyone else, uh, but as with a friend, face to face. Uh, And so evidently one of the things that uh, the Lord has told Moses in these meetings, we find out in verse 12, because it's on the basis of what the Lord has told him that Moses is praying says, you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found grace in my sight. And so he is praying, if he has found grace in his sight, that the Lord would show him his way, and consider that the nation is his people. And so this is not just the Lord would show him his way, like the Lord would show him, uh, show Moses what the Lord wants Moses to do, uh, but that the Lord would take Moses on the path with the people, that he would lead them into the promised land. That he would not think of Israel as Moses' people, 
whom Moses brought up out of the land of uh, Egypt. You remember that was uh, language that came from the excuse of the people when they were asking uh, for Aaron to make a god for them. And it was language that the Lord repeated when he was cursing them, uh, as if they are just another people with another human leader and not separated unto God. And so this is, uh, this is the big distinction that this is a people who do not have a merely human leader, but have the Lord uh, himself as their leader, and therefore are separated from uh, the earth. Uh, and this was uh, this is the ultimate goal and result of finding grace in the sight of the Lord. The first time we see that language is in Genesis 6, where every thought, every intention of the thoughts of men's hearts are only evil and that continually. And the Lord decides to blot out man from upon the face of the earth. And then in verse 8 of that chapter it says, But Noah found grace in the eyes of Yahweh. That is how Noah came to be a righteous man, a separate man in his generation. That is how Noah came to be separated, not only by the grace that counted him righteous, the grace that gave him a godly character flowing out of that imputed righteousness, uh, but a grace that separated him uh, even uh, by means of the waters of the flood. Uh, and one of the places, uh, one of the things that we can't see so easily in the English is that Noah's name is used here uh, as a verb at the end of verse uh, 14, where it says, I will give you rest. It's actually, I will Noah you. My presence will go with you. Uh, and he uses uh, the name of Noah there uh, in speaking to Moses. Uh, the Lord's grace is a separating grace, and a grace that gives us that which is hoped for in Christ. You remember Noah was given that name, not necessarily as a mistake, uh, but in a hope that would not be realized yet for thousands of years. Uh, it was a mistake if it was thought that Noah was the seed who would crush the serpent's head. But Noah was the seed through whom the seed who would crush the serpent's head would come. And so Moses is learning here to pray from the things that God has said, the things that God has done. And the Lord encourages him in, in that by speaking consistently with what these scripture-formed uh, prayers of Noah uh, are asking for, uh, and adding to it. And so, uh, the Lord continues, uh, when um, when he says, consider that this nation is your people, the Lord says, okay, my presence will go with you, and I will uh, Noah you, I'll give you rest. Uh, Moses responds with more uh, prayer, uh, asking specifically, uh, that the Lord would be the one who brings them into the land. That the whole point of coming into the land was not that they would have land, but that everyone would know that the Lord is the one whose grace saves. The Lord is the one whose grace makes a difference. That the Lord actually does bring sinners into fellowship with himself by grace. That there is hope in the Lord and in his promises. Uh, there is hope of salvation even for sinners. Uh, and so Israel being sinners uh, is uh, is not uh, against that hope, but the opportunity 
for that grace to be shown, that favor to be shown. And so he asks again uh, that uh, the presence of the Lord would go with them. And the Lord answers in verse 17 that he will do this thing. Uh, and uh, it's wonderful. He says, I will do this thing that you have spoken. Uh, but where did Moses learn to speak those things? Uh, he learned it from the Lord. The Lord teaches us in prayer. But when we pray through faith in Jesus Christ, as formed by the words that the Holy Spirit has taught us from Jesus Christ, the Lord listens to our speaking. This is one of the miracles, one of the glories of prayer, that the living God listens to the voices of redeemed sinners as we pray to him, and that he has given us his word to teach us how to pray. It was from God that Moses learned to pray, uh, for uh, to find grace in his sight, to pray to know him, to pray that the people would be considered as the Lord's people, to pray that uh, it would be shown that his people are made holy and separate by their connection uh, to God. Moses has learned all of those things, of course, from the Lord. Uh, and yet in this marvelous statement of uh, the mercy and grace that there is in praying, the Lord says to Moses, I will also do this thing that you have spoken. Now, that doesn't, that doesn't uh, detract at all from the sovereignty of God or the decree of God or the plan of God. Of course, God is sovereign and he had already ordained and planned uh, every part of what he would do. Uh, but what it does is it shows the mercy that is included in God's decree that he acts in response to prayer. Uh, and it should encourage us very much to pray, and it should encourage us very much to learn from the Bible how to pray. So he says, I will do this thing you have spoken, for you have found grace in my sight, and I know you by name. Uh, and then Moses goes full Philip here, and he says, please, show me your glory. Moses has been speaking with God, and God has been more specifically, God has been speaking with Moses in a way that he's never spoken with anyone else. In a way that the Holy Spirit describes as face-to-face. And uh, you could almost hear the voice of Yahweh saying, Have I been with you so long, Moses, and you still do not know me? He who has heard me has seen me. Uh, the Lord communicates himself to us by his word. Uh, and so the Lord gives this, uh, this plan, uh, but in the plan, he's going to cover Moses, and Moses isn't going to see any face, uh, and he concludes it uh, by saying, "My, you cannot see my face in verse 20, and then he says, uh, he concludes it uh, in verse 23, my face shall not be seen, but what has he just said in verse 11? So Yahweh spoke to Moses face to face. In other words, we see God's face by hearing. We see God's face by his word. And the wonderful thing is, his word became flesh. His word is a person. His word is the son. And what does it say about him when he became flesh in John chapter 1? 
the word became flesh and we beheld his glory. And it says of Jesus, no one has seen God at any time. And of course, everyone is immediately thinking about, what about Exodus 34? The Son, the Word, who is the, in the only begotten, who is in the bosom of the Father, he has fully revealed him. And so even in the passing of the glory, the great revelation of the glory is not in the brightness that is there or anything that Moses sees with his eyes. The great moment that we're going to see in the opening portion of verse 34 is what the Lord promises in verse 19 here. I will proclaim the name of Yahweh before you. As Psalm 138 tells us, I have exalted my word above all my name. So Moses already had. Moses already had all the face-to-face there is for us with Yahweh until the Incarnation. And all the face-to-face face face you and I can have uh, until the Resurrection. Because by the time we're before the face of Jesus, we won't have faces. But we will, of course, in the Resurrection. And so the Lord, uh, the, the climax, the pinnacle, the ultimate of all of this showing uh, us grace uh, in his sight and making us to know him, giving us fellowship with him, making his presence to be with us, making us to walk uh, as those who have him in our midst. The ultimate climax of all of that is to know God by his word, which we ultimately discover is to know him in his son. His spirit has given us the words of Scripture that are the way by which we know him in his Son. So let us ask that God would get much glory by giving us to know him in the way that he teaches us about here. Our Father, we hardly know what to pray or how to ask uh, for anything, but we thank you for your word. And we ask for the help of your spirit, that he who intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express, he who knows your mind and prays perfectly, that he would help us more and more to pray in a way that is taught by your word. Thank you for teaching Moses to pray by your word. We pray, O oh Lord, that you would give us uh, to have grace in your sight, uh, to be known by name and to know you, to have fellowship with you, we pray that your spirit would communicate your presence to us. And we pray most of all that you would make us to see Jesus Christ by faith through your blessing of your words to us, uh, that you who cause the light to shine in the darkness would make the light of the knowledge of your glory to shine in our hearts in the face of Jesus Christ. And so we thank you and we bless you and we ask for your spirit to write the truth this portion of your word upon our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen.